0: Riverside. Welcome to Garage Takes, Season 2, Episode 13. I'm joined here with my co-host, Brant. Brant, man, I am tired tonight. You look tired both a little sleepy I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to wake me up a little bit tonight man I'm not gonna lie
1: Dave we're grinding through the football season uh, we're grinding through these uh, fall days um, excited to be here though as always um, I know you have some exciting news about a giveaway uh, that one of the friends of the show is gonna be doing um, and uh, I'll let you get into that Dave
0: that was a great. Intro, man. Yeah, we got some exciting stuff coming up. For anybody who listened to Garage Takes last year, you remember we gave—gosh, Brand, what did we do? Like a fifty-dollar giveaway or something like that. Uh, last year, was a fifty-dollar
1: giveaway. It absolutely yeah. was
0: for the Michigan-Michigan State game. Cheryl Vandenberg, I believe is her name. Is I'm, I'm trying to remember it correctly. You're giving me the thumbs up, Cheryl. Who you work with won that. Uh, we're basically out on social media. As we are a couple weeks out from the Michigan-Michigan State game, we're going to ask you guys a pretty basic question. Who's going to win the game? Michigan or Michigan State? You uh, stake your claim, or you can text us, however you want to enter the drawing. That's all you have to do. Message us. I don't care. It doesn't matter. But this year, instead of a $50 giveaway, we have an awesome local sponsor and shout out to Dylan Burzek, Who is uh he's joined us. Actually, Dylan has joined us on the fantasy football episode for garage takes this year. Uh, but Dylan owns his own business and DRB fiber and Brant, I'll be honest. We need a better, better plug for Dylan and DRB fiber because they're sponsoring, um, basically a Jersey giveaway for us, which is awesome. And so, um, we, so if you pick Michigan to win and they win, you get yourself a nice, uh, brand-new Aiden Hutchinson jersey, a Lions Aiden Hutchinson jersey. And if you pick Michigan State and they win, you get yourself a uh, brand-new Kenneth Walker jersey, a Seattle Seahawks jersey. So kind of a fun little thing to do, and you get to pick your size. We'll ship it out to you, um, courtesy of DRB Fiber that basically helped make your internet go really fast. Um, and that is the layman's terms of saying, uh, Brands tell me about how they dig up underground cables and all this stuff. I don't know, but I know Dylan is a great guy and he does great work and we'll, we'll definitely get a plug for him in the uh, coming week. So thank you and shout out to DRB Fiber. Keep a lookout, those of you following on social media, uh, for that poll to go up and who you're choosing. You also have to prove that you like follow or subscribe to the show which is the most important part if you have not done so already make sure that you do those three things even if they're the same thing i don't know depending on spotify or apple what you use but like follow subscribe to the podcast leave us a positive review it goes a long way for us as we are trying to continue to grow the podcast and all right man i'm officially excited now i'm talking about dylan and the jersey and all this i'm uh i'm I'm officially ready to get into it you ready to go
1: Yeah, let's do it. All
0: right, Brand, I got to give you uh, mad props here. You've been doing an outstanding job putting these agendas together for us each week. And um, this is a little segment we're going to call Keep the Receipt. And I know that that is something that you like to do, Brant. And unfortunately or fortunately, when you go live on a podcast and these things stay recorded forever, the receipts are automatically kept. So whatever, whatever garage take you get from us, it's going to be out there. So keep the receipt at this point in the season. we got some college football ones, and we've got some NFL ones. All right. Brant, let's start with college football. So Alabama, uh, we saw Bryce Young. It's been dinged up. Backup quarterback looks decent, different type of quarterback. Does Alabama make the college football playoff this year, Brandt?
1: Dave, I'm gonna say yes, and I think that Bryce Young is gonna come back, and I think he'll be just fine, and the offense will flow a little bit better, but I'm starting to see a trend with Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Clemson. They all just look a step behind Ohio State right now. I don't know how you feel about that, Dave, but I just think that This is a year that you're going to have to maybe uh, scrape for that third or fourth team to be on the level of uh, Ohio State at this point. And uh, I'm not sure that they're going to be in that top tier with Ohio State as of right now. So I think they can get it together a little bit. Uh, They still have a lot to prove, as does a lot of people or a lot of teams in the country. Um, Ohio State, to me, is just in that tier one right now,
0: Dave. Yeah, what's scary about Ohio State is Jackson Smith and hasn't even really played yet this year. They're best receiver, uh, probably the best receiver in the country, arguably, and they look pretty good. Uh, But I'm not scared. I'm not scared of Ohio State. I'm I'm ready for that. Uh, But does Alabama make the college football playoff? Yeah, I don't see a scenario where they don't. I mean, it's possible they're going to slip up a game. Uh, Definitely possible, but I think – Alabama, Georgia, looking pretty likely right now to to make a repeat back to the college football playoff. Brent, what about Michigan? Is Michigan going to make the college football playoff this year? This is this is going to be a, a hot take.
1: Dave, I'm going to go with uh, right now. No, um, and I know we might. You know, we're going to go back and look at these receipts, but right now. Yeah, I just put a bullet in Michigan, which sucks because obviously I want them there. I think uh, they obviously can get there. But as of right now, I just don't think that um, Michigan's path is so murky because of the non-conference schedule, because of a loss to Ohio State at the end of the year. I think there's a better chance of a Clemson to run the table a USC, a, a UCLA to run the table, um, to, uh, and I, it's just so tough for me to see a way that a one-loss Michigan gets into the college football playoff, and then we all know that game in Columbus, Dave, right now, they're 12-point underdogs, so it's just, it's a tough look for me right now to see them in the top four at the end of the season. Go ahead, Dave.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, if I had to put money on it, I'm probably with you. I would say no. Uh, I don't, that is not to say it can't happen, though. Like, I I do still see a scenario where, even with the terrible non-conference schedule, which we were basically playing middle school teams, I do still think that if the one law, like, if... Well, I know we're going to talk Michigan-Penn State here in a little bit. They have a top-ten matchup. That would be like their biggest win of the year, essentially. It it will be um, as we progress through the rest of the season. And then saying if they lose to Ohio State, I just, I mean, we'll have to see how things shake out. But I think that's going to be very difficult for the committee looking at this Michigan team, knowing that they've been there before. This is not some, like, first-time, like, ooh, do we put Michigan in there? Like, Michigan has shown that they belong. Um, imagine an Alabama-Georgia-Michigan-Ohio State college football playoff. Now, they probably don't want that. That is an SEC-Big Ten college football playoff. But, man, I I don't know. That excitement, the television ratings that would bring in. Can you, I mean, what would be wild Brand, I'm sorry, and then we can move on from this. I'm just, I'm thinking of this as we're recording the podcast. A scenario where, let's say, like a one-four ends up being like Alabama, Georgia, in some way, shape, or form, and two-three ends up being Michigan, Ohio State. I mean, that's a yeah. There's no doubt.
1: There's no doubt. (laughs) That's wild. uh, uh, People are rooting for that, and I know that they would get major numbers off of that, but. It's, it's a lot of, it's going to depend on what falls on around him, Dave. And you know that. So there's, there's, yeah, for this sure. is why, this is why these are kind of wild allegations for us right now. But, but what side are you on Dave? Cause I don't think, we, I think we no. got a waffle out of you.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. My answer is no. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Alabama, yes. Michigan. No, we're lock. We're, we're locking step right now, which I never like to do with you. Um, <laughs> Next one, a Pac-12 team or Big 12 team make the playoff.
1: Dave, you're looking at um, who's undefeated in the Big 12 right now. I think Oklahoma State. Oklahoma and, State. And TCU maybe. I think TCU might still be yeah. undefeated.
0: So, yeah, TCU is, but I believe, don't they play like Kansas Oka- this weekend? No, or? they play Oklahoma or No, State Oklahoma, State. sorry. Oklahoma no, State,
1: yeah, Oklahoma this State weekend? this weekend, yeah. So,
0: oh wow, okay, I gotta tune we'll, into that. one. We'll,
1: yeah, we'll get into the slate later on. I, I think it's in the agenda. Um, but anyway, okay, I, I'm talking if Oklahoma State or TCU or UCLA or USC go undefeated. I think those are the four teams right now outside of the ACC, the Big Ten, and the SCC that could go undefeated. Um, so I'll say I'll say yes. I think one of those four will go undefeated. And I think that's where the wrench comes in for a one-loss Michigan. I'll say one of those four do go undefeated. What do you say, Dave?
0: I don't. The, now that's not the question, but I don't. I don't think that one any of those four teams go undefeated. <laughs> Sorry, what I, was the what I, was
1: the question again?
0: <laughs> you know, no, you answered it. A Pac-12 okay. team or a Big 12 team okay. make the playoff. You said yes. Yes. Uh, uh,
1: not undefeated. I don't, but Yes, I think they make the playoff.
0: Sure, I so. I looking. I have looked at all of those teams' schedules like prior to the to doing the podcast tonight. I most of these teams play each other uh, at, at some point here for the remaining schedule. <sighs> I'm gonna say yes because I just have the sneaking suspens- suspicion that in like year one, Lincoln Riley is about to get USC there, and I think that they want to see it and see the rise of USC. Um, I, I I can see it happening. Plus, they got obviously Caleb Williams, a stud. UCLA is no joke, though. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna say yes.
1: But they won't have to play UCLA in the Big Ten or the Big uh, or the Pac-12 championship, I should say. They would just have to beat them in the regular season, then they would have to beat uh, Utah or someone out of the other division. I can't remember what that division looks like, but uh, yeah. I know that it wouldn't have to be UCLA twice.
0: Right. All right, the stuff that people actually care about. Mel Tucker keeps his staff intact for the entire season. What do you think, Brant?
1: Dave, I know that Spartan fans are probably not going to love to hear this, but I don't see him firing anybody, and he seems to be doubling down on this staff. And I think PTSD is starting to kick in from the D'Antonio era where it's I don't know if he's going to move guys around or he's not going to fire anyone or he's going to wait till the end here. I don't know what more you need to see from this defense to get rid of the coordinator, Dave. And you might not have the guys there. Well, eventually the media is going to find out, is it the scheme or is it the players? I don't think he's going to throw anybody under the bus, but we they're going to require an answer at some point. What is broken or are you just broken? It's got to be, you've got to give up something. So I think he's going to keep his offensive coordinator. I think Jay Johnson will still have a job. I think Scotty Hazleton uh, is going to get axed on maybe the Sunday after the Penn State game is my guess. But it's going to be a hellacious next six weeks or seven weeks for Spartan fans if they have to watch Scotty Hazleton take on this defensive role for the next yeah, in the next seven weeks or whatever. But you've already seen a decommitment come in. Uh, they had a four-star kid decommit uh, earlier this week. You can't take a chance with this, Dave. I don't know if Scotty Hazleton is is keeping these recruits in line or maybe that's why they're coming there. To me, it's like that can't be what they're signing up for. You, I mean, Ohio State could have scored 70 points this weekend, Dave, if they wanted to. There's no doubt in my mind. So obviously nothing's fixed from last year. It's time for Mel Tucker to stand up, I think, and take a direct line, especially after you've seen the likes of a Wisconsin fired their coach. Um, You know, Big Ten programs, have uh, Nebraska took a stand, right, on these traditional powerhouses that, you know, don't like to make in-season moves. You're watching these Big Ten teams, other Big Ten teams make in-season moves I think this is a big moment for Mel Tucker in the next six, seven weeks to see what he does. I don't think he fires someone though.
0: I think he has to. And for that reason alone, I think that the answer, so does he keep his staff intact? You say yes. I'm saying no. Uh, I, I think that as these weeks dwindle on, and I mean, I said this two, three weeks ago, October does not get any easier for Michigan State if they don't beat Wisconsin this weekend, which they're not favored to do. Uh, it is, I mean, it's a grim outlook right now for Michigan State. And yeah, it's just one year. But now you are hearing the rumblings of the $90 million contract. And that's like fully guaranteed, by the way. Um, which is scary, and not by
1: the school, not by the school. Like, no, I know some of it. Some of it's obviously provided by the school, but you know, I think that's an important thing to say, though, with the contract. right
0: for sure. That's a lot of money. Mel Tucker knows that. I mean, maybe he doesn't care, right? Maybe he's sleeping in hundred dollar bills and does not care at all. I mean, that's quite likely most time you hear these coaches say they don't listen to the outside noise he's hearing it he's feeling it uh and these boosters and these people forking money into this program and he's feeling it and he's going to be feeling it even more very very soon unless something drastically changes there's just no scenario in my mind where i see Scotty hazelton coaching this defense still through the remainder of this season i just don't see it Okay,
1: David, hold on. Before we move, uh, how how big is this game this weekend for Michigan State, though? As Wisconsin is on your level, they've already fired their coach. Um, they're kind of a middling pa- – or Big Ten team right now. Um, I mean, to me, it's, like, enormous, right? Like, this one is – a. Mu- it's at home. If you get blown out by the Badgers this weekend, that's going to be a really bad look, and it's going to make Wisconsin look really good that they've gotten rid of their coaching – and pulled in a new coach and Jim Leonard. So
0: I don't know how you feel about that, but Wisconsin's a program right now that's in shambles that they need to, I mean, maybe in shambles is, is too strong, but you got to be able to kick them while they're down. And if you can't do that right now, once again, th- this is not getting any better anytime soon. And it's not one of those seasons where you're like, uh, seven and five or like six and six. Like that was tough. Like, I don't see a pathway right now to like five wins. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's a problem. So yeah, well, this, the, this game this weekend is huge. Okay. Unless for some reason, Mel Tucker, once again, regardless of their season, they come into Ann Arbor and just beat Michigan. Cause that's what they, that's what they do. Um, which is not ruled out by the way. I am not as a Michigan fan. Hear me, Michigan state fans. I'm not discounting that. I'm not walking in saying, "Yep, we're about to win by 50." I mean, in my head, I'm like, "We should," but till I see that happen, nope, I will be, uh, I will be very, very nervous during that game. I don't care how bad they are this year. All right, Brant, Oklahoma will not make a bowl this season. They are three and three currently. All right,
1: Dave. I've got to say, I don't see a way for this team to win six games. I just don't see it. Their defense is atrocious. I mean, what was that against Texas?
0: Brent Venables, isn't he a defensive guy? Yep. Isn't that why they, they got rid of uh, Lincoln Riley? Or they didn't was, get rid of him, but you know what well, I mean. Yeah, he
1: left. and then. Uh, yeah. But he was Dabo's defensive wizard. And right now, this is what everyone's talking about around that media. Everyone's talking around, around that team right now is these guys are quitting. This isn't like one of those situations where it's like, oh, it's kind of bad. We can get it back together. Um, I'll be honest. Michigan State seems more tightened up than what Oklahoma is right now. You have guys that are wanting to transfer right now. It's a really ugly look for Oklahoma. And this is a program that doesn't typically not win nine games, right? A bad season to them is a 10-win season. And this is a team that is maybe going to win five games. Right now, I just don't see it. Looking up and down that schedule, you better beat Kansas this weekend. Like this was a guaranteed win on their schedule when everyone went through it at the beginning of the season. Oh, Kansas at home, quick W. Don't even. I shouldn't even have to write a W next to it. Like it's a non-existent game. Well, you're going to be in a dogfight this weekend, and, and I'm very interested to see how this game plays out. And this is a big one, like for Kansas being kicked down for all these years. You know they're going to be up for this game, so. I'm very interested in it and I could see a way that Oklahoma does not make a bowl. I'll say Oklahoma not making it.
0: I haven't even looked at their schedule for the rest of like these next six games, but they had, they didn't lose like not everybody up and left with Lincoln Riley and went to USC. I know that there was some fallout of him leaving and missing out on recruits and some transfers, but there's still some talented guys on that roster, and I'll be shocked if they find a way to not make a bowl game. So i i haven't I haven't done my homework on this, Brant, but I'm just gonna say, keep the receipt. They'll find a way to make a bowl game. I can't imagine Oklahoma not, but we'll see. All right, let's move into the NFL, and we've got to start with our favorite guy. And a little sharper. Like to me, it means we'll play anywhere. We'll play on grass. We'll play on turf. We'll go to a f- landfill. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. And a little sharper. Yeah. So Dan Campbell, Brand. I, I know that. All right. You know what? Let's do the key. I got to ask you this question. Sorry. Before we get into these. Brant, is Dan Camp? Your your first one is: Will Dan Campbell fire somebody before the end of the season? I got one before you answer that. Does Dan Campbell make it through this season as the Lions' head coach? Let me start there.
1: Absolutely, there is no way. There is no way in hell the Fords are firing Dan Campbell. Sheila doesn't have the backbone. I know everyone said, Sheila's different. You're right. Sheila's this, Sheila's that. Sheila, these these people are still coming to these games. They, Dan still has a good feel about him. People are starting to get sick of it. A lot of people are starting to see through all the BS that he's been feeding everybody. It's time to stop coming to the podium after games and saying, man, I'd like to have that one back, man. Yeah, Dan, you think so? This is actually your seventh one that you've screwed up. So maybe you can stop coming and saying that. Dave, I think I heard his record was like five and twenty two? Is that right? No. Five and oh, it's not. I thought it was five and twenty two through
0: No, I, I'm almost positive his record is four seventeen and one.
1: Okay. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Um Whatever it is, I know it's not good. So um, I I don't think they can fire him yet. His buyout is massive too, I think. Um, But, I mean, people seem to be just – all these coaches are getting these buyouts, by the way. I know this is a side tangent here, but wouldn't you love to get paid to do nothing? Like what a glorious job that
0: is. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I would.
1: Like the Matt Rule thing, the Scott Frost thing, like Paul Christ, all these guys are at home making bank and not having to do anything. Anyway,
0: Pistons are still paying for Josh Smith.
1: Correct. Yes. Uh, anyway, my point about Dan Campbell is, I think that he's got to make a move on his staff before any. I I don't think I don't think Dan's going anywhere. So I'll keep the receipt on that. Dan Campbell makes it through the season. You can go, Dave.
0: I think his seat is incredibly hot right now. I think that no, I know, you're shaking your head. It is, man. I don't know if it's not it should be. And I am a Dan Campbell fan. I'm I've been cheering for him. I've said it multiple times. I want him to do well. Who does who in America doesn't want Dan Campbell to do well? I don't think anybody, especially after Hard Knocks, and Hard Knocks isn't really doing him any favors right now because you heard all the, and I and I opened the segment with the little the punchlines, and how can you not like this guy? He's funny, but he's tough, and he's a jock, and he's a football guy, and, dude, nobody cares if you don't win football games. And, Brant, you're right, and then we can move on. If I have to hear him go to the podium one more time, and say, like, at this point, Brent, give me some coach speak. Stop being so honest. I don't want to hear you say again, oh, yeah, I'd love to have that back, man. Yeah, it was uh, that fourth and nine. We decided to not kick a 50-yard field goal when we're down 6-0. to zero, And we know their kicking woes have been terrible this year. But I'm sorry, you're an NFL kicker. You weren't confident enough to put that dude out there to kick a 50-yard field goal. Why is he on the roster, Dan? There's got to be other people out there that you can sign. I just don't understand the decision-making. It needs to get a lot better. It dates back to last year. And there's too much evidence right now. There's just too much evidence that shows if he continues to do this, He should not have a job. There are better, more qualified head coaches in the NFL than Dan Campbell. He had no head coaching experience. He probably didn't deserve this job, but he won everybody over. He won me over. I'm guilty. He won me over. Like, I'm bought into Dan Campbell. I still am. But, man, it's wearing thin. And you are now heading into this bye, one in four. This season's over. I don't – it is. The season is is over at – In my head right now. Like, they're not making the playoffs. Like, here we are. We got another one that's coming up shortly. Will the Lions win five games? That's where we're at right now, Brent. October 12th, and you're hitting me with a keep the receipt will the Lions win five games. Dude, you took the over on six and a half games. All right, rant over. Yeah, I do think Dan Campbell will still be the head coach. I think the Lions are the Lions. Um, I hope he is. I hope they win. I hope they win some meaningful games, but I don't know. Brant, will Dan Campbell fire somebody before the end of the season? Coordinator, somebody. I don't know the lock, uh, janitor. Someone is he intern?
1: Intern just got canned. <laughs> like...
0: Right, right. The guy, yeah. <laughs>
1: Analytic guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. No, I think he's the right guy for the for the job, man. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Is he gonna fire somebody or not?
1: The only ones we care about, Dave, the only one we really care about is uh, Aaron Glenn, right? So Aaron Glenn or a defensive backs coach or something, I guess, defensive line coach. um, I'll go with with he fires Aaron Glenn before the end of the year. I think he's going to have too much heat on him. I know he's a rah-rah guy, like I've always got your back kind of guy. But Dan, you're going to have to sacrifice somebody here. Something's got to change. And I don't know who you go out and get, but you better be back channeling right now and figuring out what the heck you can do. So I'll go with he fires Aaron Glenn before the end of the year.
0: I'm going to say no. I think that he will not. And, I mean, first of all, like, I can't even say Aaron Glenn drew up a good game plan. I mean, Bailey Zappi, your boy that you said his name 50 times on last episode. yeah they scored 29 points. Now, part of that was from Jared Goff running like it was his first football game ever and fumbling the ball at the end of the. Ha- There's just I'm laughing just thinking in my head what happened that game. Uh, just a just a mess. But the defense looked better, but I what I see Dan doing is something's going to change in terms of like someone's going to get demoted or Dan I don't know, someone's going to take over the play calling. There's going to be some shuffling around this year but I don't think Dan's gonna fire I don't think Dan's gonna fire anybody we'll see um Dave was that the most Was that
1: the most embarrassing performance of his Lions
0: tenure Mm. yeah I mean you lost 29-0 to Bailey Zappi
1: I mean how unprepared and just unmotivated and all of the uns that they were that it was just bad really bad all the way around and um i feel like they played with some effort in the first half but the second half what was that that was just terrible and dave to your point about the kicker you signed michael badgley to come in and kick field goals for you so you're not even dealing with the little leg kicker anymore tiny hands tiny leg whatever you're dealing with an actual nfl kicker that you decided to sign dave kick the damn field goal you know what i mean it's fourth and nine Go ahead and kick the 49-yarder. I don't
0: know. Did you just say tiny leg? (laughs) (laughs) This guy's not running out there with a peg. They didn't sign a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got got
1: a Um, (laughs) 49-yarder.
0: Right. Jeez, That, Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, I I don't know. The pod's off the rails. It is. It's, things are bad right now. Um, was it the worst game? I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of really bad games like that in a blowout. Yes. In other close games, it's almost been more frustrating because of like key decision making. We were like, dude, you literally lost us the game with your decision making. Um, so I don't know. I would have to run through the list of like. 15 of those 17 losses that seem to be falling on decision-making and just bad coaching. By the way, I still love Dan Campbell. I just want to put that out there. I am. Uh, I, I'm uh, still pulling for him. Bramp, Here it is. Will the Lions win five games this year? Oh, I
1: really, man, if you under, under five, like maybe they split at five. Dave, why at this point, are you trying to win six games? What's the point of winning six games at this point? I don't get it. I know Dan Campbell would never buy into that. He would never be the guy that would tell you to go out and give half an effort. But I don't see a reason in winning six or seven games at this point. Give me four. Give me three. Give me four. Don't care. Give me the under.
0: Wow. My how the... Turns have tape. <laughs> what does Michael Scott say? <laughs> yeah.
1: My how the yeah, certain tables have turned. Uh, <laughs> I, just win the Thanksgiving game, I guess. Like that would be cool if you won on Thanksgiving Day. Other than that, I don't care.
0: Wow, that's it. That you don't care, and it is October twelfth when we're recording this. <laughs> Thanks. You Dan. don't care. A few weeks ago, here we are talking. I mean. Things change so quickly in this league, and they have had their opportunities, and they're gone. They are gone. I do think the Lions win five games, Brant. I think that they win five games exactly. I don't know what the other four are, but I just got a feeling that, yeah, I agree with you. Why win these games? Uh, I think Dan is still enough of a rah-rah coach to, and I know that they they did not seem bought in against the Patriots this past weekend. But I think between him and that coaching staff, and we've seen enough of them, they're going to etch out five wins. But it's going to be frustrating. It, I'm telling you right now it's going to be frustrating because the season will be over. It's already over, by the way. Um, it's not getting any prettier. I, even their next few games. I mean... I, I don't have it in front of me. But Dave,
1: who are they going to beat? Are they going to beat the Cowboys? No. Are they going to beat the Dolphins? No. Are they going to beat the Giants?
0: God, God. I, I, I want to say that's a possibility, but the Giants somehow just beat the Packers. and I, are they, No. Are they, are they beating the Bills? Definitely no.
1: In two games against the Packers? The Maybe Jaguars? Maybe they get
0: one. Maybe. I mean, these are the kind of games, though, where it's like, now we're so far down that schedule, Brant, we're probably at end of November at this point, early December. They'll probably win a game like the Jags game. But my point is it's meaningless football. Like, I think they'll give Lions fans enough, enough little taste to be like, okay, they might still be the right guys for this. And then it's just another vanilla season picking in the top seven or eight. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not feeling my, my optimism is waning right now for the, uh, for the lions, unfortunately. All right. Let's move on from the pitiful lions. Will the NFC East jokingly often called the NFC least for being terrible, get three teams in the playoffs this year. That seems weird to even say that, but Outside of the uh, Commanders, you've got the Cowboys, who somehow, Cooper Rush, fire up chips, they are, (laughs) Micah Parsons is just a stud. You've got the Cowboys, you've got the Eagles, who are looking like potentially the best team in the NFC um, as it stands today, been a surprise team, Um, and then the Giants are a surprise team too. So, will the NFC East get three teams in the playoffs? Brant, what do you think? Let's just assume
1: this. The Eagles are a lock, 5-0. and They're getting in. Um, they'll probably actually end up winning the division. And then I'm going to go Cowboys will make the playoffs. Giants are the sticky one. Uh, but I, I was kind of looking at their schedule, Dave, and I see a path for them to make the playoffs. I'll go yes. I just don't think the NFC West is very good this year. I don't know if the Rams or the Cardinals have what it takes to make the playoffs. Um, the Seahawks, like, n- no. Um, and obviously the 49ers I think will win it, but I'm looking around the rest of the NFC. The NFC South, Dave, is so bad. The NFC South is a train wreck. Um, and then that just leaves the NFC North. And if we're going to give the Lions four games, you think the Bears are going to muster up eight to nine wins? I know that's a no from you. Uh, so Vikings, Packers, the three teams from the NFC East. And give me the winner of the South and the West. That's seven teams. I see it. I'll keep that receipt.
0: Not a chance in the world am I picking Danny Dimes and the Giants to make the playoffs. Uh, nope. Don't care. I I will pass hard on that. I do think that the Eagles will probably get the one or the two seed. And the Cowboys most definitely are going to make it and lose in the wild card round in the most Cowboy fashion ever. Um but that's it. I'm just not picking the Giants. Josh Allen, Brant, favorite to win MVP right now. The question is, Josh, will he win the MVP? Your take?
1: I'm gonna go no, Dave. I'm gonna. You know who I'm gonna take? You. There's like only one other guy you can really take. I'll take Pat Mahomes. I'll take Pat Mahomes to win it this year. What about Jalen Hurts? Ooh, yeah. You're right. He just runs so many touchdowns in, and they do love that flash. It was like the year Lamar won it. It kind of reminds me of that.
0: What about and? Um, inst- sorry, go ahead, just one more go name. Ahead. Yeah, Cooper Rush. Okay, you're co- <laughs> unplug
1: your mic. Unplug your mic. Uh, you're done.
0: Come all on, right. man.
1: All right, Dude, if you're gonna hate on Danny Dimes, and all of a sudden you're loving on Cooper Rush. My God.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Guy's (laughs) never lost a start in his entire career. You want me to hate on him?
1: Come on, man. Okay. Yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll still take Pat Mahomes. I think that he's just a media darling. I don't, I don't even see Jalen Hurts get a ton of love, though. I don't think he's like a media guy. Seems kind of brash. I don't know. I just don't think they'll warm up to him. I don't know. Give me Pat Mahomes.
0: I don't think he seems brash. I, I, I think, I think Jalen Hurts is, uh, fairly likable guy. I mean, not as a Cowboys fan, but I I, I don't know. I think he Do you think uh, the media
1: likes him like they like Pat Mahomes?
0: <laughs> no. No. I don't. But <laughs> Pat Mahomes that was my is the one I guess. He's the NFL Darling. Yeah. yeah. Um Will Josh Allen win the MVP? Dude, he threw for like four hundred and twenty yards in the first half last week. Like, yeah, sure. I'm gonna take that. I I'll take Josh Allen to win the MVP. I think the media likes Josh Allen, too. To be honest with you, Brant, the media really likes Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes. You know they see this as Brady Manning 2.0, right? So, all right. The Packers, Brant, will they make the playoffs? I'm going to say yes, but that
1: division is an absolute dumpster fire. It's It's bad. I watched Dave... This is like, if you've got anything to do on a Thursday night with your wife or your kids, this is the week to do it. Commanders, Bears tomorrow? Are you joking? Who wants to sit down and wait? <laughs> Bears, Commanders. I'm going to be looking for a college game to throw on. Give me some action. Give me anything else outside of Bears, Commanders. Um, that's not even something that I'd be like, oh, Yeah. I'm gonna throw a bet on just to like give me something to do. Nope, rather play Scrabble with my wife. Cool, give me that all day over. Um, give me that all day over Bears Commanders. Anyway, my point about the Packers stands. Uh, the division is trash. They'll be the best of it. It'll be between them and the Vikings. Aaron Rodgers will backdoor his way into the playoffs. Probably hit a hail mary, something stupid. Um, yeah. I got him making the playoffs.
0: You did call them a contender on last week's episode. I did keep that receipt. Um, I still think the Packers are pretenders. I, I don't I don't think they're good. I don't think the NFC is very good. I know we kind of been hitting on this. I, I just think it's so wide open. And at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. And I agree with you. I think they'll find a way to backdoor into the playoff. And I got a sneaking suspicion you might see a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. end up in uh, Green Bay. I I think that Aaron Rodgers is probably banging down the front management's door like he normally does, saying, I need some help and I need it now. Um, I I don't see a world where he doesn't make the playoffs. So, I'm with you, Brant. What about the Rams? Defending Super Bowl champions, the Detroit Rams... Um, (laughs) it's hard not to call them that. I still find it comical when I see in the stores that they actually make number nine Detroit Ram shirts, Matthew and the boys, Kelly and the boys. I should say, what is going on with them? I don't, I don't know. Um, they don't look good. Matthew Stafford. Just, I just got an update on my phone. Micah Parsons just sacked him again. Um, what's going on, man? Are the Rams going to make the playoffs this year?
1: Dave, the Rams are broken. There's something wrong over there. And we've been saying it for two or three weeks now. They are broken. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, honestly, Stafford's elbow or the offense. It's been figured out or whatever it is. Their defense still seems to be pretty good. I mean, um, it's not like they've been getting blown out in these games or anything. It's not like the defense fell off a cliff. Their offense is really bad. And we talked about it coming into the year. Is there a second option on that team? And God dang, can they not run the ball? This is like this is a absolute you might as well play a little siren sound because this (laughs) This is an emergency. They cannot run the ball. I don't know if it has anything well, their offensive line I don't think is very good, Dave. And if you can't win in the trenches, you've got no chance. So uh Stafford was loving the offensive line last year. He's back to Detroit days, man. And he's starting to think, man, Detroit Rams, that's sounding like pretty right right now because this is like reminding me of my offensive line when I was in Detroit. Yeah, uh, no, no chance they make the playoffs for me.
0: That would be good for the Lions, by the way, who hold the Rams' first-round pick this year. I mean, seriously, that would be... One silver lining for the Lions fans would be the Rams not making the playoffs and getting like the having the number five and number fifteen overall pick or something like that. You you can do stuff with that. Um I agree, Brant. I don't see the the Rams making the playoffs either, for all the reasons you just named. I can't disagree with that. I'm gonna say no, which is crazy to me. They still seem hung over from that Super Bowl parade that Stafford's letting people fall off the stage and looking at I mean Jesus, Pete's that that was one heck of a parade that is still apparently going on. Brant, speaking of the parade and guys who like to party, Sean McVay, who is boys with Matthew Stafford. There's rumors and rumblings that he could retire after this year. Young, very young head coach in the NFL. Um, I think he was the youngest head coach of all time in the in the league. Is he going to retire after this year? You really <laughs> buy that? Dave, I I do I I will I,
1: I will say he is going to look for a future in broadcasting, whatever it may be. I think he does the John Gruden thing, goes away for a while, and then what what happens, Dave? <clears throat> your stock. people
0: find your emails.
1: No, that is oh, that's because John Gruden's an idiot. <laughs> okay, but Sorry. this is different. <laughs> uh, your stock just goes through the roof, like. Oh, my God, remember that time Sean McVay was, like, a thing? We need to get him back in the NFL ASAP. I think I could see Sean McVay taking that route, and uh, he'll come back and coach somebody else or whatever. But I think he will take
0: a break. I really pull, do. Pull an Urban Meyer, huh? Well, Head he's out like maybe for health concerns.
1: 25 years younger, yeah. <laughs> and I, if I got to see, dude. Urban Meyer's got to hate that this Fox tailgate just keeps following Michigan.
0: He's got to be in Ann Arbor. Michigan plays a million home games. He's got to get booed every Saturday on his way to work.
1: It's like Fox hired him to troll him. It's awesome. Like, oh, we're going back to Michigan. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. On their bye week, they're just going to show up at the big house.
0: (laughs) Right. I'm just waiting for him to walk by and kick Jake Moody. I mean, he's got a history of that. So, all right, man. Um Let's, so we'll revisit these later in the year, maybe in December or so for college and NFL and just see where things are at. Um, and I'm sure we'll be wrong on a lot of these. Brant, holy cow. We are like deep into this episode right now. So we got to roll a little bit. Um Couple of games that you wanted to point out in college football this weekend. I'm going to let you talk about those, and then I, like briefly, and then I want to get into just quickly Michigan and Michigan State before the bets, and then we got to get on out of here because anytime we're approaching an hour, um, we we got people falling asleep. So let's wake the people up. Brant, two games that you circled for me that you are excited about this weekend would be Tennessee and Alabama, top ten matchup, three thirty slot. And then uh, USC Utah Pac twelve. We were just talking about uh, the Pac twelve. That's a top twenty matchup. Utah, you know, I'm very high on them. I know they lost early on. USC's undefeated. Eight o'clock n- night game. What what intrigues you about these games?
1: All right, Dave. First of all, I love the fact that um, USC's offense against the Utah defense. It's a late night game. I like that. Uh, and it's in Utah, so weird things can happen. Lincoln Riley will have his first like real, true road test, I think. Um, and then you look at the three thirty game. Alabama has been in some real white knucklers, like in some real close games. Um, and Dave, if 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 I, if nobody has seen Tennessee play yet, Hendon Hooker is a name to know. And Dave, I know you know who he is. This kid is. Really good. He's on my
0: Heisman watch.
1: He should be. And he should be on some draft boards, honestly. Um, I can't believe he
0: beat out Joe Milton.
1: Yeah, okay. (laughs) Take it easy, guy. Um, But the the thing to remember about this uh, kid is, like, if you watch him play, he reminds me a lot of Lamar Jackson. Just like a tall, big runner. um, Can throw it a mile He's a very good player, and Tennessee now has really good receivers. They got a really good receiving core. They can run the ball. They do all the things really well. And I'm happy to see that program turn a corner because you're going to get a Tennessee home game where they pack in as many fans as Michigan does, and it's going to be a heck of an environment against Alabama. And, uh, Dave, I know we don't even have to get into the Penn State-Michigan game because everybody knows what's on on tap for that uh, top ten matchup this weekend. So look for that. Uh, that will be the Fox Big Noon situation. And then, Dave, we talked about it a little bit earlier, Oklahoma State and TCU in the 330 slot too. So if you have Alabama and Alabama, Tennessee on one TV and you've got TCU and Oklahoma State on the other one, you're doing just fine, my friend.
0: Yeah, I mean, Brant, before we transition into the bets, I would just say, like, this is when the college football season starts getting real good, in my opinion. Like, the NFL, you get into, like, the thick of the winter time, and you're like, oh, yeah, these are when the games really start to happen. College football, it's always right. Like, you hit this October stretch, and you kind of, the dust starts to settle of who these contenders really might be, and you get some just really, really strong conference matchups, and we got a loaded Saturday. Um, Michigan included in that. So that brings us into the bets, and we can talk a little bit of Michigan football here because, Brant, I know you want to start off with Penn State traveling to the big house.
1: Go ahead. All right, Dave. We got Penn State at Michigan. The line right now, six and a half. Um, Are we we doing the betting segment right now, or are we just talking Michigan-Penn State? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh no!
0: I just want to spend some time on, okay. on this one, just more than the others, obviously, because we didn't talk a, a ton of Michigan football, which is you know yeah. a big part of our Dave, podcast.
1: Dave, this this six and a half points is messy. If it was if it was seven, I would like it better. Um, you know, it just I keep going back and forth on it. Michigan is going to be in a dogfight on Saturday, I think. And I think you're going to see it go one way or another in the first half. I don't think you're going to see it all that close to begin with, but I think it's going to finish very tight. Um, It's just like that weird October day. Penn State has not played well at Michigan Stadium in recent years. Uh, Well, outside of the 2020 year. I shouldn't say that. So, you know, weird COVID year, whatever. But outside of that, they have not performed well. I think this is a mentally different Penn State team, much like how Michigan traveled to Penn State last year and was just a little bit different. Sean Clifford's been there for a million years. We know that. Dave, you and I talked about earlier, he'll scamper on a third and four and get you six yards. He's just a complete gamer the guy will do whatever it takes to win, and their defense is always good enough. But I see this to be a little bit separation in the first half. I like it to finish tight. Um, I could see Michigan winning by a touchdown. That's why I'm saying that that seven would be better for me to take, like, Penn State plus seven. But six and a hook, I don't know. I, this is a stay away for me, honestly, betting-wise. I'll take Michigan to cover the six and a half, but I do not love it. Got it better than us? Oh,
0: <laughs> One of the worst songs of all time that Jim Harbaugh was featured in a music video. Um, sorry. Yeah, six and a half. I. I'm with you. I'm staying away from that line. I think that this game is going to be close. I think Penn State is going to bring their best. I think they have a sour taste in their mouth from last year. I think that Penn State and Michigan is kind of a rivalry in a way, um, kind of an unspoken rivalry you don't hear about as much as the Michigan State, the Ohio State, the Notre Dame. Like although We don't play Notre Dame anymore. Um, and the reason why, Brent, is because Michigan and Penn State, are kind of in that same tier right below Ohio State when it comes to recruiting. Okay, like Ohio State's going to notoriously pull the most five-star recruits and the most four-stars in the Big Ten. And then right beneath that is people like to think it's just Michigan, but Penn State's right there too in terms of national rankings uh, for recruiting classes. And ironically brand they recruit a lot of the same guys like the same pipelines the michigan the pennsylvania these midwest guys the jersey the east coast players like they a lot of these guys on the penn state roster like their offensive line in particular i'm look i was looking at some like as i was previewing this matchup i'm looking at these names i'm like oh my god michigan recruited Like, I remember waiting on Decision Day on so many of these guys. And not that that matters for this game this weekend, but I just want to point out this game is deeper than some people may realize. And I think Penn State has a sour taste in their mouth from last year. J.J. McCarthy is, I don't want to say lucky, but he'll be thankful to be in a maze out in the big house in this game because traveling to Happy Valley, would be very, very challenging to do right now with how good Penn State has been playing. This is a top 10 matchup for a reason. Some people will say Michigan is overrated. Their schedule has been cake. Some people will say Penn State doesn't deserve to be where they are. But the reality is they're both undefeated and they're clashing this weekend at noon in the big house. Sean Clifford, he turns 35, I think, soon. I'm joking, but I'm serious. It seems like he's been there forever. Yeah, Brant, you named it. We talked about it earlier. He's annoying. He's going to, you think you got him locked up, third and five, scamper out, get you a first down and keep these drives alive. Michigan needs to get off the field, get their defense off the field. And these drives have long, sustainable drives. they got to be able to, to run the football well. You can count on Blake Corum to do that, but... We don't run well inside the tackles, and Penn State's going to bring a, a, a good game plan for us, especially now that they've got tape on what Indiana did to Michigan in the first half. Um, I think they're going to put J.J. McCarthy to the test. I think they're not going to run a lot of zone coverage. They're going to want to make him fit it into tight spaces. They're going to do their best to limit, so he's not going through his first, second, and third progressions before he can throw. This is going to be a good game. I'll take Penn State plus six and a half. Now we can cruise through the rest of – I think Michigan wins this game, by the way. Um, But I'll take Penn State plus six and a half, although I'm definitely not betting on it. Brant, what do you got for me next?
1: Okay, Dave, we got Bama at Tennessee. Tennessee plus seven and a half
0: at home. I will take Tennessee plus seven and a half at home. I think that Hooker's pretty good, and they're playing in Tennessee, and I don't know the status of Bryce Young. I don't know how healthy he is. I'm assuming he's playing. I like Tennessee. I I, I would put that on. I know it's a top-ten matchup, but let's be honest. Anytime Bama loses, that's an upset. I I put Bama on upset alert this weekend.
1: Plus 7.5, and and you got a banged-up Bryce Young at best. Yeah, give me that all day. I love this bet this weekend. Um, okay, Wisconsin at MSU. MSU plus 7.5, Dave.
0: Nope. How many
1: times have you been burned by the Spartans?
0: Nope. I. But you know what, man? These last couple weeks I haven't, and all of a sudden I'm just clearing bets. Like uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to continue to pick against Michigan State. I'll okay. take Wisconsin to cover 7.5 points, and they're terrible. But until Michigan State actually – does something i'm not picking them you i'm gonna go i'm gonna go opposite i'll go michigan
1: state this weekend and i think the seven is an i like seven and a hook i should see this more often i love that um give me the seven in spartans favor um all right cowboys and eagles this weekend this is the sunday night game eagles favored by five and a half can they cover five and a half
0: I know you don't want to hear me say this, Brant, but I think that they do. I think that the the Cowboys, although they've been very good in that defense, is going to always keep it like beating them. Covering that five and a half is not going to be easy to do this year. I think the uh, Cooper Rush uh, hype train. I know I made some jokes earlier in the episode. I think it comes to an end this weekend. Playing at Philly is not easy to do. They're rolling this year. I'm kind of high on the Eagles. I think the Cowboys go down and Eagles uh, cover five and a half and show everyone they're for real this year. What about you?
1: I'll take the Cowboys to cover five and a half. These games have been so close in the NFL. I could see this a field goal game. Give me the Cowboys. Uh, 49ers at Falcons. Falcons getting five and a half, Dave.
0: I'll take Jimmy G and the 49ers cover that five and a half. And I know like you're right. Five and a half is a lot in the NFL these days, but Falcons, no, I'm staying away from them. What about you?
1: Same. I'll take the 49ers um, to cover that. Uh Jags at Colts. Colts getting or nope, Colts need to cover two and a half, Dave, so the Jags are getting two and a half points on the road in Indy.
0: No, I'll take the Jags plus two and a half. The Colts they're just not good. I don't know. Matt Ryan needs to retire. Same. I, I, yeah, I, I love he, the two and a bad. half
1: points with the Jags, man. Uh, If you're going to give me – I think the Jags' money line here is a good play. Um, I would agree with
0: that. I would agree.
1: Ravens at Giants. Now, this is interesting, Dave. I love this line. Five and a half for the Giants at home. Hmm. Ravens have, like, been a weird team this year. Up and down. Jekyll and Hyde. Got it done last
0: year. their games have been – very, very close. close and very close to get
1: a lead and kind of blow it. Kurt knows all about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, no kidding. Love this. Yeah. Line. I'll, I, yeah. I'll, I'll take the giants plus five and a half, especially because they're home too. Um, it's hard not to take them with the, uh, with that many points and they've been somehow good this year. I'm still waiting for Saquon to get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Obviously.
1: I'll take the Giants at home with five and a hook, too. Um, I seem to to, uh, like the points in the NFL right now. The more points you can get with even money, the better off you are, I think, with all the parity that's going on. Dave, listen, I know I said stay away from the Bears-Commanders game, but last week, lock of the week, the Commanders, I think I found a niche. I'm betting against the Commanders. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Yes. Get the get the get the lock of the week train rolling. I'm taking the bears against the commanders at home. Guys, put your houses on this. I'm telling you right now. Go get your mortgage money. Your wife will not be upset with you. Whatever. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Take the Bears at home over the Commanders. Carson if Carson Wentz is uh quarterback in the team, go ahead and bet against him. That's safe. <laughs>
0: Uh, I can't argue with you there. All right, Brant, Garage Stakes Season 2, Episode 13, a pleasure as always, man. Um, if you haven't done so already, give us a like, subscribe, follow to the podcast, leave us a positive review. One last plug for the uh, Michigan, Michigan State Jersey giveaway, Aiden Hutchinson or Kenneth Walker, depending on who you pick, be looking for that on social media. If you don't have social media Um, Thinking of you, mom and dad, just shoot me a text message. Let me know your pick. I think I know which direction you guys are going. Brant, as always, it's been a pleasure. I will see you next time, my friend. Powered by Riverside.